Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And you know, Rachel, when we gather around this table, there are so many opportunities to talk about so many things. We can get excited and looking forward to the next guest or the next topic. And you and I never run out of words, do we? No, no, we never (laughs) run out of things to talk about. Sometimes we run out of the ability to stay awake, um, but we never run out of things to say. Yeah, we go until we drop. But you know, there are times in life when it's good to just slow down, be quiet, be intentional, and that goes so against who we are. And yet, throughout the Bible, it tells us to do that. And when we step back and we take a look at why God was telling us that, I think we'll find He has our best interest at heart, even though to you and I, it may feel boring. You know, I remember several years back, I was asked to uh, do a retreat for a church, for the, the women of the church, and I did that on Saturday. And they asked if I would also be willing to uh, speak on Sunday morning. I guess it was a good opportunity to give the pastor a break since they already had me there that weekend. But um, I was a little nervous about having to, you know, do the sermon on Sunday in mixed company there. And I was particularly nervous because they had kind of a um, lexicon, you know, they had certain verses that they had to cover each week. Um, and so that particular week that they were having me do the Sunday morning sermon, the verse was out of um, Thessalonians. And First uh, Thessalonians, in fact, in chapter four, where it tells us to aspire to lead a quiet life and work with our hands. You know, they asked me, Rachel, would you be willing to, to, to do the sermon on Sunday morning? And I was like, oh, gosh, well, yeah, you know, I, I'd be happy to do that. I'll pray about that and I'll put something together. And um, they said, OK, we just have, you know, you can you can take it in any direction you want. But, you know, here's the verse that we're on for this um, this week. And yeah. And so I remember, you know, it told, you know, to live a quiet life and to work with your hands. I'm a professor, right? I'm like I'm an author and a writer. The only work I do with my hands is typing, it seems. And, um, yeah, (laughs) you know, I'm like, I, you know, I, and, and I'm a terrible crafter. I like the idea of making things. I'm terrible at it. Um, and so, and then the whole, so that part, like work with my hands, what God. And then the other part was like, you know, aspire to a quiet life. And I'm a loud mouth, right? You know, like I'm a go, I'm mock speed. I'm like, what? And so um, I did not like, that did not sound good to me. That did not sound like that was going to fit me. And when I first came to that verse, I thought this is what God is looking for. God is looking for me to play all of my music at volume level three um, instead of eight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there are times when it, that sounds nice to me, you know, like I love the passages in the Bible where, 
you know, it's like, uh, you know, the, the Lord is my shepherd and he leads me beside still waters. And, you know, I get to lie down in the cool grass and rest by the, the babbling brook, right? I love all of that Im- imagery. And I'm like, oh, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to go lay down by the river with, with, with God protecting me and going before me. But in my day-to-day life, like... I'll go out and lay on the beach, but if I don't have a book to read or get up and take a walk or there isn't anybody to people watch, I'm bored after about an hour and a half. Oh, that's funny, but you're right. So what did you do that weekend? Well, I researched the the Bible. You know, how about that? You know, novel idea. I'm like, okay, Lord, what does this really mean? Does this mean that I have to take up woodworking? And does this mean, um, you know, that, that I, I should not turn my TV up as loud because I'm one of those people that, like, I'm always saying to Rick, can you turn it up one more notch? Um, I think I, I don't know if I have hearing issues or whatever. So that's what I did is I looked at the verse. And what I learned, and that was in First Thessalonians in chapter 4. Second Thessalonians, I'm going to can't say it right. Second Thessalonians, oh, that's a tongue twister. Um, kind of helped me figure it out some. It kind of showed me that what it was getting at in, in Thessalonians was uh, the quiet life and work with your hands. That was basically saying, mind your own business and do your own thing. It was saying, and, and if you go and read into Second Thessalonians, you'll see that's what a lot of the emphasis is on. Not meddling into other people's business, not um, sort of being a gossip, not hanging around and distracting other people who are actually trying to get the work done, but to zip your lip and put your head down and do whatever it is um, that you're called to do or created to do or enjoy doing. It's basically, yeah, just, you know, mind your, mind your own uh, life, uh, mind your own affairs and get your own work done. Do you remember that show Green Acres? Like Zsa Zsa Gabor is like this. Yeah. You mean Green Acres is the place to be. Farm living is the life for me. Land spreading out so far and wide. Keep Manhattan, just give me that countryside. You mean that one? Uh, I love that you even had the little break in your voice there, the little yodel. That was awesome. Uh, um, I, as a child, reruns of that show would, would come on TV, and so I would see them. And I just always, that was the, the thrust of the show was that, you know, forget Manhattan, give me the countryside. But honestly, I would watch that show, and I would think, give me Manhattan. No, I would, can we go back to Manhattan? Exactly. There's, there was nothing going on in that country except gossip and meddling in other people's business, right? And so that's exactly the opposite of what you're talking about in First Thessalonians, that when God tells us to lead a quiet life, he's really telling us to just kind of focus on what he's given us to do, right? And here's the other part of that. Sometimes we have such an incredible to-do list that we don't appreciate what's happening in our life right now. Let me give you an example. This week, we've had um, a friend spend the week with us, and it has been so enjoyable to just kind of turn off all the unnecessary things and sit and have great conversation, listen to one another. And then my granddaughter comes over today and and her mama 
and we just get the the paints out and we watch uh, Judy Fussell's son does some art instruction. So we pull up one of his uh, art shows and we just all sit at the dining room table and we talk and we laugh and we try to do this art project that he gives us. And none of ours look like his, but when we all got done, they were so unique and we appreciated what we each created in our sweet, quiet time together working with our hands. And it was lovely, absolutely lovely. That does sound lovely, and I would be all about it. But about halfway through my painting project, I would start to get depressed as I looked at mine because I'm never very good at it. I, um, <laughs> For years, I was with a, a local MOPS chapter, Mothers of Preschoolers, that ministry. And every every uh, week at mm-hmm. MOPS, we would make a craft. The, the adults would make a craft. And every week, I would be so excited because she would explain what we were going to make. And, and we'd have all our materials, and I would sit down so excited. And then at the end of craft time, I would take mine, walk it over and throw it in the trash. (laughs) Well, you know what? That happened today, too. Everybody was super critical of their own work. But I said, look, this is not about looking like the professional. It's not about trying to do it like one another. We're supposed to do our own thing. And we're supposed to create what we see. And that's what we're talking about today being quiet, doing the things that we're gifted to do, and enjoying it. You know, Rachel, something that I would like to encourage us to do as women, because we have such busy lives, and I'm all about making the to-do list. But what about if we started making a don't list? You know, everybody can make a to-do list, but what about the things that we don't need to do today. Have you ever made one of those? Like maybe we don't need to spend time doing things that don't matter. And we spend more time doing the things that will last like quality time with my granddaughter. Do you have a don't list? Don't have a don't list. Apparently creating a don't list is on my don't list. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the idea. I like the concept of this. You know, um, I think I probably do have a don't list at certain times in my life when I'm like um, under a book deadline. uh, You know, when there are certain times of my life, I know that certain things, you know, a certain number of things have to go on the back burner. Right. And so I have to make priority choices. Right. And so, yes, there are certain times in my life when I make conscious decisions about this is going to go on the back burner. This is going to go on the back burner. I just can't worry about this right now. So, yeah, I guess I do. Well, here's one thing that is on my don't list. I don't check email uh, all day long. I have my morning time that I check it after my quiet time in the morning. I have my morning time when I check all of the things that need to be seen. Now they don't all need to be answered right away, but they all need to be seen. So I check it in the morning. I check it at lunchtime and I check it sometime in the evening. And I don't look at it any other time of day. It's my don't list because I find that if I allow myself to look at that over and over and over soon, 
it is absolutely controlling my day and stealing my joy. Maybe one of the ways that we can be quiet and tend to our own business is by creating not only a to-do list, but a to-don't list, (laughs) you know, saying, okay, I know that, you know, I'm going to have certain people that are going to text me today. They're going to email me today and they're going to want a response immediately. And I need to just be prepared and let them know when I will answer them, but don't feel pressured to answer them right now. So that's one of the things on my don't list. You know, that ties in with this verse from 1 Thessalonians 4.11 um, that says, you know, uh, study to, to lead a quiet life and to work with your hands, which is just an old English way of saying, learn to, to mind your own business and take care of your own life. Um, and so it's interesting you're saying you're choosing when you're going to respond and you are putting your own business ahead of whatever business these other people might be bringing to you, whether it's on social media or an email. Does that make sense? You've kind of got some boundaries set around, I got to get my stuff done um, and I'm happy to help with whatever you're bringing to me, but I can't do that at the expense of not getting uh, my own affairs taken care of. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I think by having a don't list, you you end up creating the margins and the time, the quality time for the things that matter, the things that God has assigned to you to do. And like today with my granddaughter, you know, we all worked on getting a meal prepared together, but I didn't, you know, we, we cleaned up loaded the dishwasher and there were a few pots and pans that were left and I said you know what that will wait we can put them in the sink to soak let's go do our project together let's have some fun let's enjoy life and so you you have those things that you know the pans can wait for a a, an hour or two you put things on the don't list that really don't need to be a hot priority because then you really can have the time to be quiet and live that life that God is telling you to live. I like that. What else do you have on your to-don't list? Well, one thing that I have on my to-don't list is don't beat myself up. And I don't know about you, but there are so many days that if I allow my mind to go into a negative thought and I say, oh, why didn't I do that? Or, oh, I can't believe I made that mistake again. Or how could I have forgotten? And then when I allow that negative, I can start beating myself up. And then, Rachel, it can just spiral down and out of control. So on my don't list is don't beat yourself up. I love that. I think that should be at the top of everyone's to don't list. And it reminds me, I have a similar sort of uh, mantra that I live by, which is um, don't add suffering to my suffering. So usually when Mm. you're beating yourself up, it's because you're regretting something you did or something you didn't do. You're wishing you could go back and do something differently, say something differently, whatever it might be. So yeah, I have a similar thing, which is, you know, 
there, there's the regret or the whatever, or this didn't turn out well, but there's n absolutely nothing good comes out of me beating myself up or adding suffering on top of what I'm, what's already there. So I like that one. Okay. So here's one that is on my list and it's don't feel the need to do more, just be more. And to me, that means, you know, do less, but focus on being more about the person God is asking you to be. You know, be more of the, the valuable person that God sees when he looks at you. And sometimes that's hard for us, Rachel. It's hard because we're so super critical of ourselves. Like you said, you didn't like your craft and you wouldn't like your painting. And it, it's easy for us to be hypercritical of ourselves. But if we stop and say, okay, I am going to not allow myself to, to think in those ways, and I'm going to focus on being more of the person God has called me to be. Like maybe I need to cuddle babies more today. Maybe I need to be kinder today to my husband. Maybe I need to show myself a little bit of uh, comfort today. You know, take care and do a little self-care today. And maybe if I spend more time being and less time doing today, that will make me a better Luann. Yeah, it's interesting that we have these competing, uh, I guess, mindsets or goals to you know, to, to not be idle and to be about the work uh, that God has set before us. But also, yet we can't work 24-7. We'll, we'll burn out. Um, we'll get hangry. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so <Exactly>. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Je Jesus was the perfect example of this. I mean, he showed us that he got away to pray. You know, that's some quiet time. That's some quality time right there. He just get he would get away from the crowd and the hustle and the bustle and he would just spend some alone time with God. I mean, there's nothing that refreshes me more than when I do that. And then he would just get away to rest. I mean, he was constantly telling his his disciples to get away and rest. It's okay. Don't feel guilty. Don't beat yourself up for that. But then when they when it was time to get busy and get the job done, hey, he was all about making it happen. So I think that there's there's time in our life when we are supposed to get after it and get it done. But I think that in our world today, we're supposed to bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, and all that good stuff that our our world has made us think that we should be able to juggle all the balls and spin all the plates and keep everything going and never need rest and downtime. But I believe with everything in me that the Bible is clear on saying, oh no, be quiet and learn how to lead a good life. Yeah, so in Second Thessalonians, you know, the the Thessalonians, they're so hard to say. They're the, the <laughs> books where, you know, uh, like I said, I, I started really learning what does it mean when the Bible talks about leading a quiet life? What does it mean when the Bible talks about um, 
not walking in idleness. What does it mean when the Bible talks about, uh, you know, being a busybody? And so Second um, Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10, uh, he, he writes, For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some mm-hmm. among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. So we see that word quietly again. And to me, the word busybody has the word busy in it. So I think of busybodies um, as sort of people who maybe work but don't work smart. Like, you know, you think about mm-hmm. when if you're in school and you feel like the teacher gives you busy work, you know, it's to keep you busy, but mm-hmm. it's not really productive. But um, when you study this in, in, in the original language, again, it's going back to meddling in other people's affairs. Busy bodies would just, they were all about what everybody else was doing and all about telling everybody else what everybody else was doing and all about telling everybody what they should be doing. I've worked with people like that. Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, and so all of this is at you know all of this was at the expense of them doing their own work and sort of um, you know advancing their own calling, and so that's kind of what it's getting at. Again, it's not saying that idleness is um, you know that that rest or idleness is always bad. It's just sort of saying just make sure that you're not getting sidetracked. Um, into the reality television show that life is. You know, one of the things that I've just read recently, uh, that the workplace uh, 10 years ago started opening up all of the work environments. You know, some of the tech companies especially. They would just throw everybody in a room. And first it was cubicles. Everybody had cubicles like the show The Office. And then they took down all the walls and just wanted everybody to work together. But what they discovered in the last decade is that is a horrible way to get work done because that what we're talking about happens. Everybody starts chatting instead of just having your break time or your lunch time when you're chatting about things that happened on your favorite reality show. You're just uh, constantly hearing the chatter going on around you everywhere and the productivity in America has plummeted because of all of this chatter. And so now they're saying it's really better to go back to that environment where you have a quiet space where you can focus on what you need to do uninterrupted and you are so much more productive. So I think you're right. This verse is saying You know, when you work, give it your all, focus, pay attention, get it done. But then when it's time to rest, be okay with that. Hey, I don't know about you, if this has made any sense to you at all, but I think that God had us do this show today on purpose because so many of us have a to-do list and we all think that If we don't have, then we're not being productive and we're not being good stewards with our time. That's not what the Bible tells us. The Bible says to lead a quiet life and do things in the right way. Hey, 
I'm praying for all of us this week, and I pray that you will find time to be quiet and rest. May the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.